Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Representative McCall, the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, told Politico this week that he is generally open to selling F-16s to Turkey, even if President Erdogan is re-elected on Sunday. Representative McCall is one of four congressional leaders who must all greenlight the $20 billion transaction for it to go through. McCall hastened to add that all four of the lawmakers currently agree on barring sales today. Senator Menendez and Representative Meeks, two of the four lawmakers that would need to approve the sale, have broader conditions than McCall, and they include Ankara halting its belligerence toward Greece. Petros Kasvikis, the Washington, D.C. correspondent for the Athens News Agency and Greece's Mega TV, joins me with the latest analysis from Washington as we break down this development. Petro, great to be back on the Greek Current with you. Great to be here with you, Thanos. Petros, does this latest news reported by Politico mark a major shift from Congressman McCall? No doubt. It is a major shift because it is the first time that he expressed publicly this position. And he also broke some news, which is that the Erdogan government has assured Congress that Turkey will ratify Sweden's accession protocol to NATO after the elections. So we have four key lawmakers, two congressmen and two senators, who are pretty much holding the keys of the F-16s. And McCall is the first one who is willing to trade the F-16s with Sweden's accession to NATO, but without any other further conditions. And to be fair, we must say that he acknowledges somehow the national security concerns that Greece has, but he seems to believe that these concerns can be alleviated by the acquisition of the F-35, which will secure a strategic advantage for Greece in the sky. Is McCall's statement indicative of a split beginning to form in what's so far been a bipartisan approach to Turkey, especially from these four key lawmakers? I believe we must differentiate between the broader policy framework towards Turkey and the sale of the F-16s, which is a very specific issue. In terms of the former, there doesn't appear to be a significant divide in this bipartisan approach that we have seen uh, over the last years. Take, for example, Congressman McCall, while he's inclined to approve the sale of the F-16s, he consistently voiced his opposition to key aspects of Turkey's foreign policy and uh, doesn't hesitate to express these disagreements publicly. However, with regards to the F-16s, two major factors come into play. Firstly, the consideration of domestic politics, as the defense industry creates well-paying jobs in specific states, so it's reasonable to assume that there have been extensive lobbying efforts behind the scenes, and also lawmakers have the responsibility to consider the interests of their constituents. Secondly, there's a willingness to offer something tangible, but not overly significant to Turkey, with the hope that this gesture can potentially pave the way for an improved and more functional relationship with an important NATO partner. But having said that, we must not forget that two key players, Senator Menendez and Congressman Mix, still oppose the sale. These lawmakers have wider policy considerations in mind that they would not be satisfied with the mere ratification of Sweden's accession protocol to NATO. Also, we don't know what the final decision of Senator Rees will be. And it will be a mistake to think that Menendez and Mix are lone voices in the halls of Congress because there are a lot of other significant lawmakers who continue to express opposition to the sale. So 
in summing up, I will say that there is no absolute consensus when it comes to the issue of the F-16s, but at the same time, there is no fundamental split when it comes to the bipartisan approach of Congress towards Turkey. You also brought up how Representative McCall mentioned congressional approval of F-35s for Greece and the upgrade of Greece's F-16s. Do you see these upgrades for Greece factoring into Congress's thinking when it comes to Turkey's request for F-16s? Yes, although it may not be publicly acknowledged, it is known that Washington aims to maintain a perceived balance between Turkey and Greece when it comes to important decisions. However, some lawmakers express concerns about Turkey's erratic foreign policy, which stabilizes the wider region and threatens Western interests. So, for these lawmakers, Greece's acquisition of the F-35 fighter jets is seen as a positive step, but it does not provide a comprehensive solution to the problem. It is not a remedy. On the other hand, there is another perspective or school of thought that suggests the United States should provide Greece with a strategic advantage while simultaneously selling F-16s to Turkey. This approach resembles the American foreign policy towards Israel in the past, when Washington ensured Israel's defense superiority, even as it sold weapons to adversaries that posed a threat to its existence. So it appears that this is the policy of the administration, the White House, and this is the policy that Congressman Maskol has subscribed to. So although someone might be able to see a correlation we must make clear that the two sales are not linked and the F-35 acquisition is already moving forward. Petro, when asked about the F-16 sale by Turkish journalists, the White House spokesperson referred them to Capitol Hill and Senator Menendez's office. Is this a sign that the Biden administration is not going to lean on Congress in order to push a sale through? Technically, if we speak strictly about the process, we must acknowledge that the White House has the means to bypass the will of Congress. However, there exists a long-standing political tradition that suggests the administration should strive to find common ground with the key lawmakers who are involved in the process. And historically speaking, there is a strong precedent for adhering to this policy, with only one known exception, where the White House turned against Congress regarding a specific arms sale. So, considering the Biden administration is projecting the image of respecting institutions and political tradition, I think it is highly unlikely that they will choose to escalate and come to an open conflict with Congress. Instead, they are more likely to work behind the scenes to persuade lawmakers to approve the sale of the F-16s to Turkey. Shifting gears, Petro, the State Department this week also commented on Greece's elections. What's the view in Washington on these elections and the prospects for U.S.-Greek ties moving forward? Well, Greece stands as a pillar of stability in a very unpredictable and challenging region of the world. As a fully advanced European democracy and a reliable Western partner, I think regardless of the outcome, the United States is eager to continue and strengthen the cooperation with Greece. And I would dare to say, as the tenure of the Syriza government proved, which is a radical left party, the Greek foreign policy has a solid orientation towards the West that will remain unchanged no matter who is in power. 
So this predictability paves the way for further investment in the relationship. And this perspective is very well mirrored in the State Department's statement, which affirms that the Greek-American partnership enjoys strong bipartisan support in both countries. Petro, it's been great speaking with you as always. Thanks again. Thank you for having me, Thano. In other news, Greece's return to investment-grade credit ratings it lost more than a decade ago during the Euro debt crisis is a done deal as far as bond investors are concerned. Investors are hopeful that the new democracy party will stay in power after a repeat vote in June and continue reforms, paving the way for Greece to reclaim the ratings. Analysts at the banks that deal in Greek government debt said that after this week's sharp drop in borrowing costs, the bonds were already trading like investment-grade paper. Since its bailout program ended in 2018, Greece has regained market access, wrestled down its record public debt, and growth is set to continue, outpacing the EU average this year and next. Finally, the two weeks between Turkey's first and second round of voting has seen a marked change in campaign intensity as the country enters the uncharted territory of a presidential runoff. Sunday will be the first time Turkish voters have ever had to go to the ballot box for a second time to select their next president, and many seem to find it hard to resurrect the enthusiasm of the first round. Many voters see President Erdogan as the likely winner as he seeks to extend his 20 years in power by a further five years. Many analysts predict Erdogan will win on Sunday given his strong showing in the first round and his subsequent endorsement by the third-place candidate Sinan Owan. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.